interrupt me. Hello, welcome to Girl Uninterrupted, where we discuss topics and issues that affect women, female-born, and female-identifying people. This is Lisa here, and I am so happy to be back with you guys. I hope that everyone has been staying safe, because sometimes I have to pinch myself to believe that all this is real. I hope that you have checked out some of the resources I provided last week because unfortunately it seems I'm going to be in this for a minute and I want to make sure that everyone is being safe. So go and check it out. It's on our Girl Interrupted page if you are in Miami, in West Palm, or in Broward. There is a list of resources that's there if you need it. I just want to make sure that everyone is like getting all the information that they possibly can and I want to say thank you to everyone who's putting their life on the line to make sure that we have our basic needs met. I am so thankful. I have so many friends who have lost family, close friends, and coworkers to this virus, and it really, really, really saddens me. The other day I found it so hard to get out of bed. It's like I kind of have to force myself to take care of myself. All I think about is the people around the world who are being affected, especially people who are stuck in the house with abusers or who have watched people pass away or the homeless people who do not have shelter in order to make sure that they are protected from this virus. I'm thinking of reaching out to some people and seeing if I can set up some type of like charity or donation event for an organization here in Miami that we can all like donate to, but I have to kind of figure that out and I will give you the details once I do. But like I said in the last episode, the best thing that we can do is focus on the things that we can control, which is ourselves. That means taking care of ourselves, giving what we can when we can and educating ourselves on what's going on. So the Women of the Week goes to the same people who this episode is about. The people who are out here making it happen for themselves because everything is on hold. Some people are not able to work. Some people are not able to get unemployment. Um, But some people are doing it just because it's what they want to do. This episode is about sex workers. Of course, by this I mean women, female-born, and identifying people who consent and queer people who consent and choose to receive money or goods in exchange for consensual sexual services or erotic performances either regularly or occasionally. This includes strippers, call girls, sugar babies, porn stars, or anyone with an OnlyFans account because that has definitely increased since the coronavirus has started. Y'all have been out here getting it. But I want to highlight that work. I want to highlight the barriers that sex workers are breaking down by just doing the work that they do and taking back that power by deciding to do what they want to do with their bodies because it is absolutely theirs. But before I go into this, I want to make it clear that I am not talking about sex trafficking or forced prostitution Sex trafficking or forced prostitution involves force, coercion, abuse, and deceit. Because of the 
criminalization of sex work, it makes it easier for sex workers to get abused or sex trafficked. But the difference is when you are able to enter sex work voluntarily and are able to leave it freely as well. Sex trafficking is in a completely different topic, but an important one. And if you know of anyone who is being or that is in danger of being sex trafficked, please call one 373 I will include that number in the description of this podcast because it is never okay to force, abuse, manipulate, or kidnap someone in order to do sex work. I will talk about sex trafficking on a whole different episode, but this is not what this episode is about. This episode is about sex workers who are of legal age, make voluntary decisions to enter sex work, and can also freely make the decision to leave it without a threat to their life or fear of abuse. Now, history has shown and proved that men, males, and male-born people have always had a higher sex drive and have looked for sex whether they are married or not. They're willing to pay for it. This also goes for queer, queer women or any queer person that has to hide their sexuality from society. They have to discreetly get sex from sex workers. If there wasn't a demand, there wouldn't be a supply. This has always existed like everything else that the government has deemed illegal or a threat to the norm. Homosexuality, abortion, women's voting or black people just living black rights women's rights like go on and on about the different things that was once considered illegal because it just went against the norms or it was a threat to the norm so we know why people get into sex work right i think you do and maybe you don't but we're gonna talk about it i'm gonna let you know (laughs) some choose this because It's their only option. This is true amongst minorities, such as people of color, queer people of color, specifically trans people of color. The reason why is because we struggle with poverty and oppression by the government, as well as from our own community and family. So what do you do when your family finds finds out that you are queer and kicks you out? You do the best you can do to make a life for yourself. But this is why... A lot of people are working jobs that they don't want to work. This happens regardless. This happens all the time. People work jobs because they have to pay bills. Sex work is no different. Plus, there are plenty of white people who go into sex work. Queer people of color are just largely criminalized and arrested because they're queer and they're people of color. Others find that sex work simply pays better. I have a friend who is, is a sugar baby, and she told me that she doesn't want to work for 9 to 10 hours at a restaurant if she can make that money in an hour, which makes complete fucking sense to me. Complete sense. And then lastly, but definitely the most important one, is that there are sex workers who do it simply because they want to do it. They want to explore it and express their sexuality, and it is their right to do so. But regardless of what the reason is, there's just no reason why sex work is illegal. I get why sex trafficking is illegal, and I get why forcing and beating someone to have sex is illegal because that involves manipulation, emotional, mental, and physical abuse. But people who make a decision 
to make this their life work should not be punished. There's a reason why strip clubs make so much money. It's because the demand is there and it always will be there. The biggest issues are that women, female identifying and born people, as well as queer people in general, have the audacity to make a profit off of their bodies instead of allowing others to make the profit off of them or to give sex away for free, which is what we are all taught to do. The criminalization makes way for many sex workers to be at risk of harm and being trafficked. Sex work being illegal makes them no no better than someone who is in jail for for smoking or selling marijuana. It gives them no legal rights over their own body or their rights or their safety. Isn't that what we feminists talk about? Like rights over your body? We talk about fairness. Now, don't get me wrong. I am aware that some sex workers have different feelings about their work. Some dislike it and feel like they are forced to do it because of financial circumstances and they aren't proud of it. I get it. But the work in itself shouldn't be illegal. But today we're going to go into some myths about sex working. And the first one that we're going to go into is that prostitution is the most degrading job in the world. It shouldn't even be classed as work. This is a myth because sex can absolutely be work. I'm aware that we look at work as being a bad thing. The saying is that if you are living your dream, then you will never work a day in your life. But we all know that that is not true. Work is work. Sometimes you want to do it. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes I want to write and sometimes I absolutely fucking don't want to write. But it is a way that we make a living. The idea that it is not work leaves the room for sex workers to be underpaid and undervalued. I've definitely had the thought of a couple of times that I should have been paid to have sex with a person because I literally got nothing out of it. Sex is like cooking. You can spend your life cooking for ungrateful people and not enjoying it. Or you can become a chef and get paid. It is work. Second myth. Sex workers are fighting for the right of men to buy sex. No, it is not about cis heterosexual men. From the beginning of time, we have given cis straight men the power to demand and want sex whenever because they are simply men. This has never worked for anyone, which is why women have suffered years of rape and have continued to get blamed for the abuse. Now, Don't get me wrong, men are a huge part of the clientele as well as gay men, but there is all type of people who want and who enjoy sex workers. Plus, it's not about who is buying, it's about who is selling. Sex workers are fighting for the right to work. They are fighting against the systematic oppression that might have led them to this kind of work. This narrative of fighting for the right of men to buy sex completely ignores the right of women, female-born identifying people, and queer people to simply enjoy selling and enjoying sex. Again, here we are making sex about men when it is never about them, and it never should be. Last myth, myth number three. People in the sex industry can't be raped. Now, this is the scariest one. This is a result of slut-shaming and of rape culture. The audacity for a person to own their own body and to use it in their own way and also want it to be respected. 
there should never be a time when anyone deserves to be raped. This reminds me of that scene in a player's club. If you haven't seen it on Netflix, it is an absolute black classic that is a way more progressive feminist and, I don't know, liberal than I have ever noticed. One of the strippers is invited to a bachelor club, a bachelor party, actually, where she is raped. The whole entire movie is about a woman who decided to get into sex work in order to put herself through college, which is a lot of women's story. Her cousin joins her because she simply wants to make money and is taken advantage of, which is a lot of women's story. We are all aware that this is wrong. Sex workers should be able to set their own terms and protect themselves. But because it is illegal, a lot of sex workers can't report without being arrested. This is not okay. It's not okay at all. So to sum up this episode, the fact that sex work is illegal guarantees the difference. Well, no. The fact that sex work is illegal, it it is the factor that determines the difference between exploitation and empowerment, visibility and invisibility, being a criminal and being a citizen, safety and danger, and even sometimes life and death. So regardless of if you would enter sex work or not, it is our job to protect and stand up for one another. It is our job to stand up and say that you have right, you have rights over your own body. Plus, some of you need to debunk the idea that sex is only for men or for your partner anyway. Sex is meant to be enjoyed by both partners. And if not, at least get paid for it. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) But okay, I'm gonna hop off my soapbox. This is the end of this week's episode. I'm not the know-all or the be-all of anything. I don't know shit. I looked up majority of this shit and I talked to people and I heard their experiences and I felt like I wanted to write about it and I wanted to talk to you guys about it. So if you think that I got something wrong, if you want to tell me another narrative, if you want to share your own experience, then please DM me on our Girl Uninterrupted Instagram page or on my personal page that I always have in the podcast description that no one ever really used. But if you want to use it, please let me know. Again, I want to remind you to stay safe. Get your vitamin C levels up, man, and take care of yourself. Go outside, go for a walk, go running. Do the best that you can right now. I don't want you to be hard on yourself, but take care of yourself. Hopefully all of this will be over soon. I'm I'm praying that it will because I am losing my mind. I can't do it. My cat is tired of me. She wants me to leave. Like, it is just not okay. It's not okay. She's starting to bite me more than what she normally does. And that's neither making me or her happy. But anyway, I love you. I will leave you all with these three wishes, like always. May you be empowered. 
May you show yourself some love. And may you be the baddest bitch that you possibly can and take back your sex life and do what the fuck you want to do with your body. That's all I'm saying. Just be safe. Just be safe and be careful and make sure you're communicating and all of the other shit that you've heard a thousand and thousand of times. And also support sex workers. Even if you don't want their services, just support them. Just make sure that they're okay. Check in with them. Don't demean them or talk down on them. We're in this together. I will talk to you next week. Please take care of yourself. Please stay at home. Bye.